Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York. It's raining here. It's a beautiful Mother's Day. I am sitting here at the bright red desk, and we're doing the weekly weather for the week ahead of May 9th, 2021. Busy week ahead for a couple of reasons. Um, We're entering eclipse season, so you know me. I get all excited. The eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. And these eclipses promise to be very, very juicy. And they're going to, this new moon that we have on Tuesday, we launch into eclipse season. So tonight at 7.30, I know it's Mother's Day, but hopefully people are home and can get it. I'm having my new moon webinar for the Taurus new moon that takes place on Tuesday at 20, uh, 21 Taurus. Um, and this is an interesting new moon. First, it launches us into eclipse season. So once we have the new moon, then we have a full moon eclipse in a couple of weeks when we get to um, uh, five degrees of Sag Gemini. Uh, and so this harkens us back into uh, back to last year, uh, to 19, to 2019, when the new moon... Uh, happened at on uh, November 26th of 2019, and then the full moon, or the opening quarter moon, that happened on October 26th of, um, I'm sorry, August 26th of 2021, 2020, and now we have the full moon, and then we're going to have the closing square when we get to Sagittarius time, when we get to Christmas time. So there's an energy of uh, abundance, expansion, or go, 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 actually Pisces time. So we have, I'm a little confused today, <laughs> too much Neptune. But at any rate, we're going to have this, we have this new moon phase. So the eclipses take us back and encourage us to go. So we have that first eclipse that we're going to have on uh, next week on May 26th, which is a full moon eclipse at five. And then we have, so that's an emotional eclipse. And then we have the new moon eclipse on June 10th which is at um, 19 of Gemini. And so that kind of calms us in to a new cycle starting. These are really potent eclipses, and these are going to be, when we get to the the winter, to the Sag um, eclipses, Sag Scorpio eclipses, we're going to be leaving behind the node in Gemini Sag and moving into uh, the Scorpio Taurus node. So this is the last full set in Gemini Sag. So our job with this is to kind of go, oh, wow, things are coming to light emotionally that are going to help us make decisions on this new moon that we're having this week. Uh, and the new moon, because it takes place at 21 Taurus, we've been hearing that number 21, 21, 21, 21, over and over and over again. That was the degree of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction last year, the COVID clump. That was the degree of the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. There were three of them. And we're taking that Taurus moon. It's in what we call an opening trine to the COVID clump. And we're saying it's time to plant the seeds and get stuff growing. So when we finish the um, transformation that Saturn-Pluto transit brings us, you know, our structures were transformed all over the world. We're still seeing it, structures changing all over the world. Now we're going to say, okay, let's go build stuff. Taurus is building. So one, we have the infrastructure plan in Congress. Two, we are looking at our own economy reopening. We're looking and saying, okay, what am I going to grow here in New York? The um, the new moon is going to announce, you know, we've announced Broadway reopening. Of course, Taurus rules the arts. 
um, parks are reopening, you know, it's this opening, opening, bloom, bloom, grow. And one of the things we know about uh, pandemics is when they're over, we have a renaissance, we have an excitement. So after the uh, pandemic of the great influenza in 1819, which this one's compared to a great deal, we had the Roaring Twenties, right? So everybody remembers the Roaring Twenties. And after the AIDS pandemic, we had the um, Prince party like it's 1999, you know, because they developed the AIDS cocktail in 96, and we started to be able to reparty and dance and sing. So we're entering into a renaissance here. And our job in working with this is to go, okay, the renaissance energy is coming. This new moon sets it up. We still have some decisions about our direction and our path that we're going to make on the eclipses because, remember, the north node is in Gemini. So it's inviting us to pick which way we want to go. But now we're going to get the solidness of the Earth energy beneath our feet. We're going to look. We're going to try the transformation we all went through last year somewhere in our chart, and we're going to go grow stuff. Forward motion, full steam ahead. Now, in my case, it's in my third house right? Third house is cars. I bought the condo. I need a car. (laughs) So I've been looking at cars. And of course, you know, once you Google search, like everything in the world, well, who knew? There's a list for cars that are easy to get in and out of. There's a list for cars that last more than 10 years. There's a list for cars that seniors like, although I don't like to think of myself as a senior. I am a little. Cars that are really sturdy, you know, and so I, I texted my accountant and I said okay so lease versus buy and she goes well the lease people every three years they get a new car and they change it in and then the buy people tend to buy and hold and I'm like well I'm definitely a buy and hold you know so she said so based on that you know pick and I'm like buy and hold so I'm, so that's why I'm looking at the list for cars that last over 10 years right because I'm like well, if I buy a car and it lasts for 10 years that's really good you know I do that amortization over time so in my case, this new moon's in the third house of the car, right? For wherever you're going to have this new moon, it is about putting down the structures that you need to support your life, where you want it to grow, how you want it to expand. And so this energy of this new moon is very, very juicy, but it also leads into the eclipse season that we're coming up where we're going to be looking at things and assessing things and figuring out what we want to do. And, of course, it's the north node in Gemini, Again, in my land, Gemini rules cars. (laughs) So it's like, what's the direction? How are we going to do it? Where are we going to go? And so we honor this energy as the eclipse season begins on this new moon. We look at where 21 Taurus is in our chart. We recognize that it's going to echo back to the changes we all went through. One of them ties back to the changes that began when the moon was in the new moon took place in Sagittarius at the end of November in 2019 and then when the sun was in Virgo and the moon was in Sagittarius at the end of August in 2020 I'm going to get this right this time I have to do everything twice with Mercury and Gemini and now the full moon where the sun is in Gemini and the moon is in uh, Virgo or the moon is in Sag and then the closing square will be next year uh, when it's Pisces, uh, Pisces, uh, Sag. So we have this energy of how we open and unclose over two and a half years. Plus we have the shorter 30-day new cycle. But this 30-day new moon is launching us into eclipses. Now these particular eclipses are really big because they are the first eclipses that are taking place after we've kind of cleared away from 
the transformations that we had all last year. We finished our 38-year cycle. We launched a new one. We finished the 13-year cycle. We launched a new one, and we started a new 20-year cycle. So all those cycles started last year, and now this is the the first set of eclipses that happen to help us see things. So I am going to do another webinar for the full moon eclipse. So watch for that. That will be in the next probably week and a half from now. But this particular tonight, as we're heading into this, we're going to talk a little bit about it. So the webinar is out there on the on the uh, Internet for tonight at 7.30. But this new moon, because it is Taurus, because it is juicy, because it is all about the direction that we're heading in with the sun and moon in Taurus kind of juicing up stuff. They're also in a trine to Pluto, right? They're approaching a trine to Pluto and kind of activating stuff. And they have, uh, the new moon has lovely energy around, you know, making, you know, looking at things and saying, okay, let me go forward. It also has sun on Circe. Of course, Circe was a powerful sorceress. So it's a new moon with the sun on Circe. Great time for your vision boards. Great time for your directions, your ideas. Like, what is it I want to grow? What's what's the purpose? What's the point? What? Why am I here? What am I doing? So there's an energy that we're working with. The other thing we have is Mercury's out of bounds and Mars is out of bounds. Of course, Mercury is in Gemini, and he's out of bounds. <laughs> Mars is in Cancer. Every two and a half days, he changes his mood. He's out of bounds. Mercury is in Gemini until July 11th. Right? He entered Gemini last week on May 3rd. This week, or two weeks ago on May 3rd, he gets to his shadow this week on May 15th. So when we get to May 15th, you watch whatever, whatever happens between May 15th and May 29th because Mercury is really pushing, 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 bringing stuff up, asking you to solve things, asking you to do things. Then he stops on the retrograde, goes retrograde from May 29th through June 22nd, and then he goes forward June 22nd through July 7th. And then he leaves his shadow July 11th. The other thing that happens this week, I know there's a lot. Jupiter goes into Pisces. Now, Jupiter went into Aquarius in December. So he is whipping through Aquarius. He goes into Pisces this week. Yes, he does. And you all go, oh, my God, that was fast. Well, he's only in Pisces for a little smidge. He's in Pisces just a bit. Uh, he's going to go forward in Pisces, and then he's going to go retrograde. But he's going to go forward in Pisces uh, and go ret- and then go retrograde, and he's going to leave Pisces and go back into Aquarius on July 27th. But, but, that, and he goes into Pisces, as I pulled the list up here, he goes into Pisces on May 13th. So the good news is, He's going into Pisces. His one of his favorite signs. He loves. He rules Pisces. He rules Sag, traditional rulers. So he loves being in Pisces. My concern about him being in Pisces, and you know, I'm going to say it. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. But when Mercury went into Pisces last year was when we first started hearing about the pandemic. Uh, the sun in the the sun and um, Venus went into Pisces in March when it bloomed. Then when Mars went into Pisces in May and June. It really bloomed. And then we hit July, (laughs) and Mars was in Aries, and all hell broke loose. So Jupiter going into Pisces makes me a little nervous that we might have a resurgence of the pandemic because he's the big guy, and all these earlier Pisces energies have brought the pandemic. And, of course, we know it's a little out of control in India, and there was a report that someone who had been vaccinated here in the states had gone to india and had died of covid 
So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that that's not what we're going to have, that we'll have this optimistic, happy, happy reopening. But I'm a little nervous, so keep your masks on. And, of course, India is not doing genetic sequencing anywhere near to the volume we are. And we did like we did with China. We closed the border down to Indians, but Americans can come and go, right? So eh, not the rock, not the most rocket science thing. The other thing that happened was, uh, I just was listening to Meet the Press before the show, they're coming out with how many people actually really probably died from COVID that were not necessarily like what they did with the great influenza, same thing back in 19. There's a great book called The Great Influenza, which I read years ago. I read it when the H1N1 bird flu was running. Had a little paranoid couple of months there. <laughs> but they did epidem- epidem- epidemiological, I'm not sure of the right word. But anyway, they studied how many people died in an increase compared to what died in increase regular. You know, like whatever regular deaths were, what was the increase? So they're saying it looks like it's 900,000 people in the States um, with the people that were reported, and then there was the surge in the death count. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, I just heard that, like, literally a few minutes ago, some new study, so I haven't – it's unreported. But we do – we're watching India really bloom, and, you know, and I'm not, not real thrilled that a guy who was vaccinated went over there and caught it and died. So – Hopefully, I'm, hopefully nothing happens, and this was just a false alarm on a rainy Sunday in the dark of the moon. In, <laughs> but, but wear your mask, get your vaccination, um, uh, because it does. I tell you, we're having it for two and a half weeks, and then lately, lately I've been talking to people who had it and have the long haul thing heart, lung, all sorts of, you know, residual things. This is a new virus. You know, back when Lyme disease first got invented, we didn't realize the impact, not first got invented, but first got diagnosed. We didn't have the idea of the impact that could have. And one of my friends, her husband, it like ate his heart out. He went from this wild, climb the mountain, ford the stream guy, you know, almost crippled. Um, So our job when we have these new things is understand how they work. And that's not to scare you, but that's just to say, consciousness consciousness about how we work with this jupiter and pisces it's very optimistic it's very happy jupiter and pisces is a couple cocktails they're opening up all the bars it's going to the beach you know which i'm ready for but it's also being aware of um that virus is still out there and if we have 30 percent of the population uh that says they aren't going to get it i kind of go well you know it's kind of old white republican guys so you know hey uh, I'm okay with them catching COVID and having a revelation, but it's also being aware of the fact that we're not getting to herd immunity if people don't, you know, the idea of having the vaccination is we drop the infection rate so the thing doesn't vi- mutate. But that's enough of the virus. We'll go on to back to astrology. So at any rate, big week this week because we have Jupiter going into Pisces until July. We also have Mercury entering his shadow. We also have the eclipses are coming, the eclipses are coming, which we're going to set the new moon, sets the eclipses. We go to the full moon eclipse, then we go to the new moon eclipse. The full moon eclipse is we see it and we go, wow, it's emotional. And then the new moon eclipse, we go, okay, this is my plan. This is what I'm doing. And that new moon eclipse taking place in Gemini is going to take place opposite the Neptune, you know, because it's the Neptune in the sky right now is a 22 and that new moon eclipse that happens at 17 gemini goes oh oh we're squaring neptune really okay but it's also acting on our dream so the positive energy of it is acting on our dream 
Um, so this week when we look at the aspects, we do know that this new moon that takes place on Tuesday uh, kind of launches us. We also have a couple of other things. Um, we have, as we're looking at the, um, the calendar of the days rather than the moons, uh, the sun is going to go from 21 Taurus to 28 Taurus. Um, so he's bopping along. He is going to have a trine to Pluto. Remember, Mercury and Venus have already trined Pluto. Sun's going to come along and trine him, and that's going to happen on May 17th. So that's about shaking hands with power. So we're going to watch for a power sh- power deal here this week, a handshake with power. We also have some health aspects sur- surfacing on May 16th. So anything up for you health-wise, deal with it promptly. We're also on May 13th going to have the sun in Taurus sextile to Neptune in Pisces. So that's about working on your dream. And that is, you know, the energy of the new moon kind of fuels us out of um, Pisces, you know, out of 21 Taurus into Neptune at 22. But basically the new moon works with its positive sextile to the energy of the dream. Really encourage you to do a ritual on the new moon, on the new moon energy, because this is a juicy one. If you do a vision board, if you do an idea, you think about what you want to do for the next 20 years, what you want to do for the next 38 years, what do you want to do for the next 13 years? Because it's spring and it's time to have a vision. You know, it's a positive energy. Then we go Mercury. He's in Gemini and he goes uh, from nine Gemini to 18. And as I mentioned, he enters his shadow. On the 15th, when he gets to 1616, so anything that happens after then, you want to pay attention. Mercury is out of bounds, so he is really kicking up the story. And remember, last week on Saturday, actually yesterday on Saturday, Venus went into Gemini. So she's now reporting to Mercury, and she's in charge of the sun, and she's in charge of... um, uh, she's in charge of the sun, and she's in charge of Uranus, and she's in charge of Ceres. So she takes all of them, and she says, hey, we're going on a ride with the, in the car with Gemini. Come on, come on, let's all go. So there's a very positive energy with her shifting and taking the heavens to Gemini, because Gemini actually gets along a little better with Saturn and Aquarius. Because remember, when she, ran, she was running the pack in Taurus, they were all going to Saturn. No, I don't want to do that. But now Gemini is running the pack, and he's like, well, we can cooperate with Saturn. He can do his thing. We can do ours. We can, we can figure it out. We can divide and conquer. We can split this into two parts. So as um, Mercury goes into his shadow, we're going to watch what happens on this retrograde because there's a whole negotiation energy that's going to happen on May 10th. Um, and Mercury hits the nodes of fate that day. Now, you know, I do po- I do my politics, going to throw a little in here, Liz Cheney, you know, Mercury and Gemini, if they fire her off of the leadership potential, she's turning into the leadership of the rebel force. <laughs> Remember, her father's Darth Vader. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't want to get into a fight with Dick Cheney in a dark room, and I certainly wouldn't want to get into a fight with uh, Liz Cheney. So anyway, Mercury, if they do kick her off of her leadership position rather than figuring out how to work with her, It'll be really interesting because this is um, Mercury hits the nodes of fate on May 10th. And I shouldn't laugh about it, but I actually kind of like watching the Republicans all fight with each other. Um, usually it's the Democrats. <laughs> the Republicans toe the line, and now they're fighting with each other, and I actually find it kind of funny, um, which I shouldn't laugh at, but whatever. Uh, Mercury is, you know, we should always encourage peace and love, except when they're fighting and you find it funny. Um, <laughs> Mercury also goes, is in Gemini, 
he comes into trine Saturn. So he, uh, the sun trines Pluto and Mercury trines Saturn this week on May 12th. And Mercury, I think I said this, running from 9 Gemini to 18 Gemini. So he's going to start to slow down. And Venus is going to catch up with him. She catch up, catches up with him next week. So we're going to see the two of them kind of start to work together as she catches up with him. But he, you know, he enters his shadow. He starts to talk to you about what we're going to be working on the Mercury retrograde through the end of July. So watch for the story to unfold. And then he has the sesquiquadrate to Pluto on the 11th, which is a big old power struggle. And then Mercury in Gemini is trying Saturn. And he says, okay, we're going forward in a new direction. This is the, comp- this is the idea we have, the compromise we've met. Venus this week goes from zero Gemini, because remember she went into it yesterday, all the way up to 11. Now she is whipping along at a pretty fast clip. It's almost two degrees a day. Um, And she has an aspect to the nodes of fate on the 16th, similar to Mercury's aspect on the 10th. And she kind of makes some big decisions about the direction. She also has kind of a victory dance on May 12th and on May 9th. She's strategic and figures out stuff. And she has a positive dance on the 12th. Uh, Venus is also uh, square to Vesta, which is a lot of opportunity for moving around May 16th. And then she has a second aspect to the nodes of fate on May 17th, where she goes into the nodes and kind of activates. Now remember, the nodes are in Gemini. They're answering to a Mercury out of bounds. This is going to be a big news week. You know how like the the newspapers get a little crazy? And this is going to be a big Mercury Mercury retrograde. So you do want to back up your computers. You do want to kind of look at the equipment in your house that's a little funky. And I'm not buying the car. I'm researching the car because it is Mercury retrograde. But but it's understanding, okay, like what's the journey? Uh, So that's Venus on the nodes. And then she has a sesquiquadrate to Pluto on May 18th, which echoes whatever Mercury comes up with on May 11th. Right? So Mercury comes up with it, and Pluto says something to him. And he goes, I don't really like that. And then Venus comes along, and she says to Pluto, I heard you said some mean stuff. It's a very big week for gossip. It's a very big week for secrets being revealed. It's a very big week for people telling you stuff that, you know, they're like, I think you should know this. And you go, really? Why do you think I should know that? This is that kind of week, right? Um, So Mars, of course, is in Cancer. He's also out of bounds, which means every two and a half days, he gets a whole new feeling when the moon changes. So he's a little wild, too. Mercury and Mars are both wild. And, of course, he's in the Taurus moon for the new moon, but then he goes into the Gemini moon, right? And he's out of bounds in a Gemini moon, answering to a Mercury out of bounds. So we're talking some wild news this week, wild ideas. Um, And so we'll see how he goes. He goes from 10 uh, Cancer to 15 Cancer. Um, so he has a hard square to the node of to Chiron on May 11th, and he is Mars's sextile to Uranus on May 11th. So we're going to watch that 11th, that Wednesday, that, that Wednesday, Thursday is big. Remember, Mars, we feel it a little ahead of time. And then he has an inconjunct to Saturn on May 15th. So Mars in Cancer is inconjunct to Saturn in Aquarius. So there's an energy there about, you know, how do we proceed? And Mars, of course, is uh, Quinta Chile, uh, Pluto in Cancer, Capricorn, 
on the um, on the 12th. So there's, that's a health aspect. Any health aspects this week? Remember, we are entering eclipse season. Eclipses do bring things to light that we need to see. If there's a you know there's an underlying health issue that we need to work with, really pay attention on the on this eclipse because it'll bring stuff to light. Um, as I mentioned, Mars has a uh, he gets to 15. He has a sesquiquadrate to Jupiter. So Jupiter goes into Pisces on July 27th, and Mars in Cancer whispers to Jupiter, stress action with, taking action with stress. So that's that's an interesting position because, remember, he's out of bounds, Mercury's out of bounds, and then Mars is talking to... uh, Mars is talking to Jupiter when he goes into Pisces. So we'll watch that. We'll see what the news is. Really pay attention. There's a lot of energy in the sky this week about, and there's, there's different configurations in the heavens. And so uh, Hubers, or uh, there's two Hubers. <laughs> they, they are older astrologers, and they have chart patterns that have, you know, configurations that make us pay attention to them. And one of them is a configuration called the ear, uh, where you hear things and you go, huh, I <laughs> wonder what that means. So that configuration is forming in the heavens this week. So you want to really pay attention to what you hear. And, you know, you might, you know, do a Rachel Maddow on it and go, watch this space. What's that about? So we want to watch what news comes forward. What do we hear? And we go, oh, okay, let's hear this. I hear this. What do we want to do with it? Now that we've heard it, or we don't really know what to do with it, but note it. I remember when they said that. Hmm. And it will. We'll be finding out a lot of stuff on the Mercury retrograde in Gemini. It's going to be a real wild next couple months. Um, but that's you know that's why we're on Earth. We're on this wild ride, right? So Mercury goes in. The Jupiter goes into Pisces bright and early, or I'm sorry, bright and late on May 13th. He goes into Pisces at 6:35 p.m. East Coast time. And then he goes forward in Pisces, he kind of settles in, and then he backs out, and he leaves Pisces and goes back into Aquarius on July 27th, and he will kind of set the tone for what all next year is going to be. So hopefully no pandemic, hopefully just everybody happy and having a good time and working hard on their dreams and kind of a forward motion, because then he's going to go into Pisces next year, or goes into Pisces in December, and he'll be in there most of next year. Kind of like he is this year. He's mostly in Aquarius just for this little little journey, little sachet into Pisces. And then he sachets back into Aquarius. And he says, I'll be back. Kind of like, you know, you meet somebody on a cruise or a romance or on the beach. And everybody goes their own way. And then you talk to them all, all summer. And then in December you go, you know, I think maybe we should. So you also want to watch for the invitation of what you're getting this week, you know, as Jupiter goes into Pisces, where he's going to be through July 27th, he's going to be talking to you about, like, how you want to go with the flow. And he, of course, starts a new 12-year cycle in your Pisces house. Um, last but not least, um, Vesta squares, Vesta quadrates Eris on May 17th, which is a little bit of a crabby energy around clutter. <laughs> you know? And I, I have been talking to a lot of people uh, who are throwing away things, getting rid of stuff, packing up, moving on, moving, moving. And, of course, when you move, you put all your stuff in a box and you look at it. So this can be really being irritated with your own clutter or really being irritated with someone else's. 
and why do you have it actually if it's broken? Come on, why do you have it? Let's get rid of it. So this is a good week for that kind of feel. And of course, when Mercury goes into retrograde, one of the things I was looking at was, I have tax records here from 2009. I think I need to get a shredder and shred them. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of energy because it's like, why am I holding on to that? We maybe need something new. So then now to the moons. Uh, okay, we're going to pull up May here and the moons. And, of course, this week we have the new moon. Today the moon is in Taurus. Uh, tonight it goes into Taurus as of 7.46. Right now it's void. Uh, it went void at 6.50. It went void eight minutes ago. Uh, and it will enter into Taurus around 7.46 uh, p.m. tonight, Mother's Day. It's in Taurus Monday. It's in Taurus Tuesday. Ramadan ends. It goes void at 8.23 on the 12th with a moon in Taurus. Square Jupiter, big old deal. It goes into Gemini. It's at 8.43 a.m., so it's not void, just 20 minutes on Wednesday morning. And then it's in Gemini Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It goes void at 6.51, squared in Neptune, overdoing energy. And then it's void all day Friday the it goes into Cancer uh, at 9.30 p.m. on Friday night. It's in Cancer Saturday. It's in Cancer Sunday when Shavat begins at sundown. And the Cancer moon goes void at 2.23 with an opposition to Pluto. The moons, aside from the Jupiter moon, uh, the, the eclipse, or I'm sorry, the new moon has a nice closing aspect. The rest it is an overdoing closing aspect. But all the, all the moons this week are very overdoing. Uh, overdoing or difficult. So it's understanding that we're working with stuff that we may, you know, kind of like zucchini when you plant it, there's too much. <laughs> you just know ever how much zucchini you plant, there's always too much. But there are no Donald days this week. Um, it's kind of a week of action going. going to have a little trouble keeping up with all the changes, and that's okay. Uh, you're not you're just supposed to let them kind of fly in as information, gather it, write it down, figure it out. You're going to work with it over the next couple of weeks as the eclipses unfold. So it's a gathering the data, no particularly stressful, but a lot of information. So gather the information. Don't judge it. Just gather it. We don't really know what we're doing with it. A few years back, I had a transit where people would come to me in my house for readings, and they would bring me a book. And honest to God, it happened like about six months. Probably every third person would bring me a book. I thought of this book and I thought of you. And I'd go, okay. I'd take the book. I'd put it in a pile by the piano. And I'm like, what kind of, you know, so I looked and I had a book transit, right? <laughs> and uh, that went on. And then, and then it was like somebody would say, and they'd say, you know, I think I have that book, <laughs> And I went over, and sure enough, the book was in the pile. So this is the week where you get the books, you get the information, and you go, oh, okay, let me let me write that. Let me keep track of that. I'll get back to you. Okay, oh, okay, let me write that down. Let me get back to you. It's got that kind of energy. Busy week, lots of Gemini. You can hear I was talking 90 miles an hour. Hopefully I didn't say anything too wrong. Uh, but, yeah, it's a lot. And hopefully the pandemic thing I said doesn't happen, but just keep wearing your mask. Be a little conscious of the fact that not everybody and there was a whole thing about people buying uh fake vaccination cards i'm like uh well we we had i had a fake id you know so i guess i guess it makes sense but it you know just take care of yourself with this with this jupiter switching into pisces because hopefully that's not what's going to happen but we'll see at any rate uh wishing you a great week happy mother's day to all the mothers happy mother's day to 
all of the people who nurture us, because there's many. Uh, happy Mother's Day to my mother, who's been dead 38 years. Still think of her. I um, was uh, thinking of her this morning. Uh, and, uh, you know, kind of honoring the legacy. And I was thinking of my grandmother and my Aunt Kay and, you know, the women who have loved me and nurtured me and supported me and, and helped. So a big thank you to all of them. And a big shout-out to all of you. And uh, hugs, kisses, love. All that fun stuff on Mother's Day. Take care. Ian Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Bye-bye.